0: Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday. Thank God it's Friday, the 25th of March. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only, so please do your own research Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this briefing. If you need to and you're listening to this on a podcast, you can always head on over to the marketstoday.com.au website and read the disclaimers there. All right, well, another good night on the US markets. We had the Dow up 349 points, 1.02%, 34,708 Technology kicking higher again. NASDAQ up 1.93%, 269 points, 14,192. Apple doing well last night on talks of a subscription service. S&P 500 up 64 points, 1.43% in the middle for Diddle. As usual, SPY futures up half a percent, 38.7386. So it looks like we're going to close the week out on a firm note. So that is good for the bulls. The VIX index closed down two points, back down to 22. You wouldn't believe there's a war on, would you? Down 8.06%, coming back into very much normalized range. Now, of course, the idea always is to buy insurance when your house isn't flooding. So that is uh, interesting to see it come down. And there certainly will be a flaw under those uh, VIX pricing on the CBOE through the options as people do buy insurance as uh, Events unfold across in Europe, etc. As far as the Dow goes, last night though it was a pretty good night. 349 points, 1.02%. They had some good economic data. They had some good news from Apple on this pending or this idea of a subscription service to your phone and uh, other plans that they have uh, in train. So that was good. And Nvidia also had a good night last night, up over eight percent. So technology very much in vogue at the moment. And, uh, of course, President Biden in Europe making all the right noises against uh, Mr. Putin as well. So uh, all things were positive in the U.S. last night. And commodities, though, we had Brent crude coming off slightly down 2.11%, $2.57, 119 Yeah, that's a good thing, $120 oil still. But uh, certainly a little bit of steam coming out of that oil market. But it does remain quite volatile still. Uh, if you pardon the slight pun, uh, WTI West Texas Intermediate was down 2.25%, $2.59, 112.34. But Brent is the more commonly used benchmark around the globe. Gold having a splendid night last night. All that glistens is definitely gold. $24.90, $24.90. gold does seem to be bouncing around a little bit 1.29 percent there but uh yeah good move last night in gold not such a good move in iron ore last night up only nine cents 149.01 in the iron ore us dollars a ton aussie dollar doing well 75.10 still holding in pretty firm other commodities last night we saw copper down one percent this is An extraordinary thing to happen. Nickel was up 15.3%. Back up to $37,325 a tonne. Back up, limit up that one. Extraordinary moves from nickel having fallen limit down, limit down, limit down, then pushing up 10%. Now 15%. There were stories last night that the big man in the nickel market had been covering some of his shorts. And of course, I'm sure the uh, commodity traders were quick to punish him by pushing up those prices. 15.2% higher. Aluminium down 1.6%. Zinc down 2.1%. Lead down 1.3%. And tonne up 055 So maybe a little money coming out of other commodities and going into nickel at the moment. In the commodity stocks overseas, BHP was up 1.8%. Rio up 0.5% looking at other international miners Freeport McMoran had a good night 3.3% better Alcoa up 0.9 Tech Corp up uh, 1.6% Anglo up 0.4 Glencore though down 2.1 Vale up 0.5 and Arba up 2.85% so good moves there Um, in those mining stocks in the US. Looking at the uh, S&P, you can see it closing on its highs. So a good day was had by one and all in the US as it's looking to close the month of March with a pretty good solid rise from those oversold conditions we saw at the beginning of the month. Uh, We had Apple up 2.3%, Meta up 2.9%, Google up 2.4%, Microsoft 1.5%, Tesla 1.5%, Netflix up 03 The banks in the U.S. slightly firmer as we saw the U.S. uh, 10-year yield uh, there. I'm just looking for it now. 2.37%, so slightly higher on that yield front. But the U.S. bank's not doing an awful lot. Block not doing an awful lot either. Down 0.25%. The artist formerly known as Square. So that was uh, a very calm and considered night for Block. Down at only 0.25 of a percent. Major stories last night. U.S. stocks rise. Treasury sliding with the oil price. And the West stands by Ukraine. And assails Russian barbarism. Who writes these headlines? U.S. labor market tightens as weekly jobless claims hit lowest level since 1969. There was the year. Now that was the end of the summers of love. U.S. says it is discussing further coordinated oil releases with its allies. Well, they've certainly worked out well so far, haven't they? Uh, NASDAQ leading those gains, especially in chip makers. NVIDIA doing very well. And Donald Trump, remember him suing Hillary Clinton, remember her, and others over the 2016 Russian collusion allegations. Well, he certainly needs to distance himself from his best mate Putin these days. And the US Supreme Court pick Jackson edges closer to confirmation. And Goldman Sachs poised to lead US IPO of SoftBank's arm, sources say. And indefensible, UK's Sunak under fire over response to cost of living crisis. Certainly not a huge move from the Chancellor of the Exchequer to try and ease the cost of living pressures the UK is facing with 6.2% inflation in the UK, highest in 30 years Uber, in the news again, expands on its taxi strategy by now adding New York City's yellow cabs to the app. I thought Uber was supposed to be the alternative to the traditional cabbie. It um, doesn't seem as if it's working out too well. I don't think Uber's ever made a profit. Probably never likely to. German gas buyers raised the alarm over Russians' ruble demand. That could lead to a uh, contract breach according to some, if the Russians demand payment in rubles. And Canada's PM deal with the opposition party raises deficit inflation alarm bells. And Goldman Sachs pushes directors for more climate data. Biden is facing a worsening North Korean threat with fewer options, according to one newspaper headline. What to expect today? Well, obviously, our market's looking a little bit on the firm side. 38 points to the good but uh, it is a Friday, of course, so uh, there will be a lot of people taking some of the risk off the table today, whether that is long or short, book squaring ahead of the weekend, of course, two days where anything could happen. And we have seen Mr. Biden and other NATO allies uh, saying that they would respond in kind or in some sort of kind to any chemical weapon attacks in Ukraine. So A line has been drawn in the sand. Of course, Obama did draw a line in the sand, famously uh, with Russia and Syria and uh, Assad using chemical weapons in Syria. And of course, that line in the sand was quickly rubbed out with his left foot as he was drawing it with a stick and his right foot. So uh, lines in the sand do tend to get a little bit obscured sometimes. But uh, certainly strong stance from NATO and from Biden will help the situation but um the us market's taking that as a positive as well maybe uh, forcing putin to have a bit of a rethink but as far as our market goes today probably a little bit of um a little bit of solidarity with commodity stocks especially in that gold sector on the back of the gold price rise maybe we'll see energy stocks come off a smidge on the back of the oil price falling iron ore stocks not doing an awful lot bhp up slightly in the us of course that does help maybe we'll see a little bit of uh, bank buying today especially after that two and a half billion dollar nab buyback was announced yesterday following another well the previous two and a half billion dollar bank buyback and more capital management tipped for the results which come out in may for the big three with the exception of commonwealth bank which is on a slightly different cycle as far as news today goes, uh, Reese could be looking for a U.S. acquisition in the Water Products Division Department. Uh, looking at a private company over there, about a billion dollars U.S. is the number rumoured in the newspapers. Helios has entered into a binding agreement to sell its Adora Fertility and three co-located Helios Day Hospitals to funds managed by Liverpool Partners. And civil contractors, spare a thought for those guys building the roads and doing the infrastructure around Australia, they are saying they are at breaking point. Material costs rising on fixed contracts that they've tendered sometime in the past before these materials rose. Yesterday, we saw record numbers from Brickworks, and interestingly, they have been raising the price of their core products. A tiled roof now, one-year A go would cost you X. Now it will cost you X plus 20% for the same tiled roof. So uh, that's just an example of of the uh, material costs increasing. I'm sure if you're doing a home renovation, you will know that only too well. And Brookfield looks like it's joining the fight for unity. It's now on the Morrison ticket as well. So it looks like Brookfield have joined with uh, Morrison, the New Zealand infrastructure fund manager. To, uh, to join the fight for UWL. $4.50 is their current bid. 5 bucks is the uh, sort of kind of bid that Macquarie and uh, its partner from Canada are looking at, but they haven't been granted any due diligence yet. Now, the upgrade cycle is about to hit resource companies. Many resource analysts are beholden to their overall commodity forecaster. And they once they put in uh, their numbers, into the spreadsheet, that obviously affects uh, the valuation that gets spat out the other end for their resource stocks, and some of the times uh, the the major commodity analyst for a big broking house or a big investment bank is located a long way away, maybe in uh, London or in New York, and they have their own view of commodities, and the uh, analyst in Australia would have to use their forecast, but it looks like they are bowing to the inevitable Canute like as the um, the market in materials has gained such a lot in terms of commodity prices that they are going to be forced to update the big commodity forecasts, which will then f- obviously uh, be pulled through into the valuations for resource companies. Of course, traders and market uh, participants and investors have been looking at spot prices, etc., and higher prices for some time and pricing accordingly on the market, but it will confirm the valuation potential for some of those resource companies. So expect to see from brokers some uh, pretty big resource company upgrades to uh, price targets, perhaps. Southern Cross says regional TV assets are undervalued, and it has seen some approaches from some parties interested in taking that business. 10-year yields in the US, 2.34%, Australia, 2.76%, and in Germany, 0.53%. So that's creeping up as well. And we are seeing the Ampole uh, Z Energy Scheme meeting today. None of that's very exciting for anybody, but it is happening. Question of the day today. This was prompted by one member that was uh, on the phone to me yesterday saying, why don't we talk to more women in finance? So who is your favorite woman in finance? I'd love to uh, to get your answers there and maybe we'll be able to get them on a podcast. Uh, but who is your favorite woman in finance? Of course, we have had Julia Lee on a number of times on one of our podcasts i've had daniel uh, daniel akuya who is uh, fantastic on a podcast and i'm hoping to get Gemma dale from nab trade on a podcast very shortly so who would you like to see in on uh, a podcast or who would you like uh, as your favorite woman in finance Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Marcus Today Facebook discussion group. Love to have your thoughts, ideas, and insights there. As always, it's a great group. Members Helping Members is the motto. And if you're interested in more streams of Marcus consciousness, of course, Marcus is back. And we have the Morning Meeting podcast, as well as the On The Desk podcast with the team in Melbourne, uh, talking about all things finance, and the On The Couch podcast. And this week, Well, actually, I've recorded two. Well, by the time uh, the week is over, I will have recorded two. Double Bubble, but I'll only be releasing one this weekend. And that is a chat with a gentleman by the name of Daniel Pickering, who comes from a Bitcoin fund manager called Listed Reserve. Now, if you're interested in crypto, if you're interested in Bitcoin, or if you're a complete novice like me and a complete skeptic to some extent like me, Certainly worth giving that podcast a listen. Daniel's very uh, intelligent and smart gentleman and speaks very well about uh, the Bitcoin space, crypto and its place in the investment annals. Apart from that, Ask the Analyst this evening at 5.30, be there or not. If you're not, then you can always watch it back on the recording. So looking forward to your company tonight on Ask the Analyst. Your chance to ask me anything you like, really, on any stock you like, and I'll try and answer Uh, If I can't, I will waffle on and pretend I know the answer. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening and may the trading gods be with you.